everyone, and welcome to Avid Travel with Britain Frost. I, of course, am your host, Britain Frost. And today we are joined by me. I'm going to be giving an overview of my time aboard Holland America Line's newest ship, New Staten Dam. And I will get to that in just a minute. But before that, I just want to share one piece of cruise news. Um, I am going to be on Celebrity Summit this weekend which actually this podcast will have come out by the time that I get off the ship. I get off uh, Monday morning, which is today that you're listening. So um, feel free to join next week to hear more about my experience on Celebrity Summit. But first, I want to talk about Sea Dream. Sea Dream is introducing a new luxury yacht, which will be called Sea Dream Innovation. And that ship is going to be done in September of 2021. That will be when its first sailing takes place. Um, And you can read more about that on our blog as well. But without further ado, we are going to get to my time aboard New Staten Dam. best way to take this is kind of day by day and how I spent my time aboard. Um, So as I said, we're talking about my time aboard New Staten Dam, uh, which is Holland America Line's newest ship. And she's the second ship in the Pinnacle class, um, sister to the Koningsdam. And, you know, I didn't have super, I I don't want to say that I didn't have high expectations because I did do a Holland America Line cruise when I was quite a bit younger um, when I was about eight or nine. Um, but I didn't really have very many expectations because it had been so long since I went on Holland America line that I just wasn't really sure what the offering was going to look like. But even having little to no expectations, I had a great time aboard and maybe it's not fair to say that I had no expectations. I didn't know what to expect, but I did know that it was going to be good because I enjoyed my first trip aboard Holland America Line when I was younger so much. And going aboard New Staten Dam, I'm kind of curious why I did like it so much. Not because New Staten Dam wasn't great, but it didn't seem like there were that many offerings for kids. So, you know, when I was younger, I liked to spend a lot of time with the adults. And I'm, I'm assuming that I did pretty much that because... On this sailing, there was not very much to do for children, as I said. It seems like most of the activities were geared towards adults throughout the day. So my first day started in San Juan, and we overnighted. My friend Natalie went with me, and if you listened to the first podcast when we were aboard the ship you'll know that. Um, But we overnighted in San Juan, and then we got onto the ship. And I will say that Natalie and I did go back into San Juan. So we didn't see that much of the ship the first day. But that is also the day that you know, we kind of got our first impressions and everything. So I was fortunate enough to spend four days on the ship. And also, I was so lucky to be traveling with my best friend. 
um, we got on a bus from the hotel to the ship. And as soon as we got on or were preparing to get on, we, we ran into trouble. Like first thing, because they didn't have Natalie on the list. We were embarking in the middle of the trip, which is also known as downlining. But we got on in the middle of a cruise. So they had a list of people that were getting aboard and Natalie was not on it. So we were asked to step aside. And honestly, we were we were aside for like four or five minutes. And then finally, somebody came out and was like, Oh, sorry, Natalie, you were on the list. And we were like, we know we have all of her documents. But the way that they handled that situation was very good. Um, They were super polite about it. Like, we didn't have any trouble. It was just a little bit annoying to have to wait. But but as I said, they handled the issue well. So it's no problem. And the only reason that I really even felt a need to mention this is because the crew was really helpful and understanding in the situation. And then also they knew Natalie throughout the trip then. Like they kept mentioning her name whenever they saw her because they remembered her name from that incident, which was really cool. Stepping onto a a cruise ship always feels like a little bit of a homecoming for me, especially now that I'm starting to cruise more and more. Uh, Just, you know, the staircases on ships are the same and they kind of, you know, they have the the wide middle and they go off on the sides. And there's just something familiar about all ships. And, And that being said, you know, there was a familiarity about this ship that was comfortable but it was so different than anything that I had seen. And one thing that I really enjoyed about New Stottendam was the art. It was, the art was amazing. And it's like anywhere that you went looking, even on the staircase on each landing, there was just something amazing. And you would see things that you didn't notice before. So every day, almost, I felt like I was seeing something new, which was awesome. And it was just a nice little touch. I mean, I'm the type of person who kind of spent, you know, four and five minutes looking at everything. And I know that not everyone is like that. But even the people who wouldn't necessarily like sit and study the sculptures and paintings, I think it still does add something um, just even walking by it. So when we got on New Stottenham, we went to guest services first. Um, and the the staff was very welcoming. And they also informed us that we had Club Orange, which is an added perk that you can purchase for $50 a person a day. And that includes a few different things. Most notably for me, I think, is that there's a designated line that you can call guest services so you don't have to wait in a queue of people who are also calling guest services and then also the club orange restaurant which I'll talk a little bit about in a minute um but other than that I mean there are bathrooms available for use only throughout the sailing through club orange and there's a tote bag which are nice but I don't think that's enough incentive to buy it um but I do think that 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 priority line at guest services and phone number um, really do help and make it worth it. Um, Because as we all know, it can be kind of a pain to get a hold of someone um, sometimes aboard ships. So 
After receiving our keys and our room assignments, we made our way to the stateroom. And we were in a veranda stateroom. Um, the, the stateroom was pretty tight. And it wasn't much tighter than a normal stateroom on any other ship. The, pro- the thing that I had the biggest problem with was the space between the end of the bed and the TV. It didn't seem like there was a lot of room to get through there, which, I mean, there was sufficient room and you're not, you know, you're not living in your stateroom, so it's fine. But the other problem that I had is that we pulled out the couch bed for Natalie. And once we did that, it made our balcony pretty much inaccessible, which again is not a huge deal because after you're after you're turned down and, you know, when and then in the morning, you're not really going out to your balcony. But like for me to go out when we got to port and to try to see where we were and step out on the balcony, which is something that I like to do every morning, it was very difficult to kind of crawl across that bed, get out to the balcony and then come back in, um, which I mean, is not a deal breaker at all. The fact that they did have that pullout bed was helpful. But and that meant that we didn't have to separate our beds. So I still got a king size bed. But um, and the bed was comfortable, according to Natalie. But I just it made the space a little bit tighter. So the whole sailing, I was like, okay, we need to put our clothes away. We need to do this and that. And there wasn't really room for anything to lay around, which was fine. Um, The room itself, though, was really nice. I liked it. Um, Really cool details. A lot of like wood work not woodwork, but like wood on the walls. And it was very modern, light wood. The bathroom was pretty nice. Um, Honestly, it was fairly standard. I mean, this was a standard veranda stateroom. So I didn't see anything that really was like set it over the edge for me. But I did enjoy the decor. And I thought that the stateroom was very functional, Um, especially if you were traveling in a couple and didn't have to pull out that couch bed. Like I think that you would have found the stateroom a lot more practical. Now, my favorite part of our stateroom, and there are only a couple of staterooms on the ship that have this was that we got a double long and double wide balcony. So some of the balconies are double long on the ship. So they're, you know, extra, extra long. But ours was double long and double wide. So it was almost like you glued four standard size balconies together. um, And we had four sets of chairs out there. So it was really nice. And we got room service one morning. And it was really nice to eat out there. The only problem is that we had to crawl over the couch bed with our tray. (laughs) But um, other than that, you know, it was fine. And I really, really, really enjoyed that balcony space. And we had our friends over after dinner to come drink on the balcony. You know, we had champagne and it was just a really cool place to hang out. And the girls next to us also had a double balcony. So we spent a lot of time on our collective balconies throughout the sailing. Um, Now, we also... That day, we kind of only got to our stateroom and walked around a little bit. But that night, we went to dinner in the main dining room. And it's going to sound, I think right now, like I'm being overly critical. And I do just want to emphasize that I did have a great time on the sailing. There were just a few things that I needed to nitpick. And most of those happened in the first day. Um, And once I kept going, I had the best time. So just bear with me. Um... That night, we went to dinner at the main dining room, which 
was okay. I got soup for my entree and it was pretty, it was like room temperature. It was not super warm. The flavor was great and I could have sent it back if I wanted to. But you know, I think one thing that you kind of expect when you're going into the main dining room, or at least I expect on a ship like this, is that so many people are eating, all of the food is prepared in advance, and like sometimes that kind of thing happens. Now, we did also dine at a ton of specialty restaurants, which I'll also talk about in a second, and those were all amazing. I just, and no one at my table seemed to have a problem with the main dining room. I just, like, the flavor of everything was good. I had liver for dinner, which was really good. We had creme brulee for dessert, which was good. It's just, like, the soup being not warm was kind of something that felt like it could have been easily avoided. Now, the the dinner was good. And the service was really good. The waiters and sommeliers, and this this is throughout the sailing as well, were very attentive and also super knowledgeable. I always appreciate, you know, when we can ask someone like, what's your favorite thing? And then they meet me with not just one thing, but it's like, oh, well, if you like this, then this is good. And if you like this, then this is good. If you don't eat meat, then this is good. And uh, just things like that. So after dinner, Natalie and I made our way to the Rolling Stone Rock Room, which ended up being one of our favorite venues on the ship, that and BB King's, which I'll get to in a minute as well. Um, And for some reason, the first night that we were on board, there weren't that many people in the lounge, which I guess um, we were we were late in Puerto Rico. So I think probably a lot of people went to shore, um, but they, there were not a lot of people. And that was kind of weird because there were for the rest of the sailing. Like I thought maybe it was just like, oh, people went to bed early and there weren't that many people in the lounge. Um, but no, it was really packed all other nights. But for some reason, that first night, it wasn't. Now, One thing that I will note about the Rolling Stone rock room is that it was pretty loud. Like there's a dance floor in the middle and obviously you're there to listen to music and dance, which we did a lot of, but it was really hard to have a conversation. So if you were wanting to like sit down and talk to someone, there were definitely other spaces that you could go on the ship. Um, That would not be one that I would suggest, but it was really fun and really entertaining and a lot, a lot of good music. They did a lot of like classic rock songs and it was just, everyone knew them and it was just really fun to be able to like dance with everyone and just kind of share those experiences. And as someone who really loves music, I think that it was really neat to be able to share that experience and like listen to music with other people. Now, that night, that's kind of all that we did. We did also go to BB King's for a second and that's the blues club and we did end up going to bb kings every single night of the sailing because it was just so fun they did covers of like aretha franklin they did beatles covers i mean they just did so many things but the band was amazing that's where the most people were there was a huge dance floor it's two levels like it was just so fun everyone was into it and I made my way out onto the dance floor a few times, which was awesome. Um, And, you know, things kind of ended pretty early every night around like 1130 or 12, which is great for me. I'm not a night owl, but I did note in my review of the ship that 
if you wanted to go out to like the club until the middle of the night, this is probably not a good ship for you just because things do wind down and the bars start closing around one and two, um, which, as I said, is fine with me. So that was the first night. And then the second day of the trip, we were in St. Thomas. Now, St. Thomas is one of those places where if you've done a Caribbean cruise, you've been there, you've seen it. So Natalie and I kind of just got off the ship and took a quick walk and then quickly got back on. I mean, we probably walked for maybe two hours, maybe less. So that day we woke up in St. Thomas. It was really pretty. It's always really pretty to like wake up and be looking at, you know, there's kind of like mountains there and it's just, it's a really pretty place. Um, And so after waking up, you know, and looking out to where we were docked and stepping out onto the balcony for a second, Natalie and I ventured to Club Orange for breakfast, which I mentioned was one of the perks that comes with the Club Orange benefit um, or package, I guess. I don't really know what you would call it. But the nice thing about Club Orange is that it is a... It's a restaurant that features the same menu as the main dining room with a few extra options. And then also there were free mimosas in the morning, which I did not drink, but a lot of people did. And that was really exciting for them. Um, So that was a cool perk. And there were some people who I would, whenever I went into Club Orange, I would see them eating there. So it did seem like a lot of people who bought that perk or benefit did end up using it quite frequently. Um, The food was really good. I got a breakfast scramble, which was like spinach and eggs over brown rice with salsa. And it was really good. And I told everyone about it that I was sailing with because I was like, you've got to try this. It's great. Um, And Natalie just had like eggs, toast and bacon. And she said hers was good as well. Um, But it's a really nice place. And it's nice because it's not really busy. um, Because only the people that have access to Club Orange are able to eat there. Um, So as I said, after, you know, we ate breakfast, Natalie and I went out and kind of went on a walk and then came back to the ship. And we decided that since we had a you know, a one to two hour walk, we would reward ourselves with a nice lunch. So we hung out in the stateroom for a little while and read and then ended up going to the Lido deck where there are quite a few restaurants. Um, Of course, there's a Lido market, which I will tell you about in a minute. I was super surprised by the food there. Um, There's also a pizza place, a burger place and a gelato place. And then there are there's a bar as well. Um, we got pizza, which was pretty good. Um, Natalie's, I think, was better than mine. <laughs> mine was like a barbecue-based pizza, and I don't think that it was made poorly. I just think that, like, it wasn't the best option for me. But she got, like, a sausage pepperoni pizza that was really good. Um, and it was just a nice thing to, like, sit out by the pool and eat the pizza and kind of take in the sights around us. Uh, and the pizza joint is complimentary. So that is an important thing to note. Um, and then after eating pizza, we went to the sea view pool, which is at, in the back of the ship. And one thing that I will note about the pool areas is that they were really quiet. There were not a lot of kids on the sailing, I think, because it was off season. Um, 
And, you know, it's just Holland America Line is not necessarily a family cruise line. But the Lido pool was pretty busy. Um, but it was quiet because, as I said, there weren't that many kids. Like, there was music and things like that. But most people were just kind of sitting out. And, like, there wasn't anyone, like, splashing or being crazy rambunctious. You know, there's not a water slide. So you don't get those that really, like, loud rush of noise sometimes. But even though the Lido pool was calm, like, the aft pool was so calm. People were just sitting there, swimming around. Um, it, it was super easy to find a chair which at the Lido pool, it wasn't as easy. Um, and then, you know, we kind of, we kind of sat out and swam around for a little bit and it was just a really nice day. Um, and it was just a really nice place to hang out. So we did end up there quite a few times. Um, the pool is fairly deep throughout though. I will say like, if you cannot swim, the Lido pool might be a better bet. Cause I think that it was like five feet at the shallowest. So it, it was not a huge pool, but it did provide a lot of space to swim around. And then there were two, um, hot tubs, which were really nice to just kind of sit in and like chill. Um, unlike the night before we did have a dinner reservation. So we went to Rudy's seldom air and I have to admit that like going in, I was not looking forward to it. I am not a huge fish person. I'm not a huge seafood person. And so I was just like not super stoked about it, but it ended up being my favorite dinner on the cruise, I think. Like all of the staff was so knowledgeable and so helpful and like just the way that the food was presented was so nice. Um, At the beginning of the night, like we had a bread and assortment of spreads and the hit at our table was definitely a goat cheese butter which was so good. And I had escargot for my appetizer. And then um, we split beef tartare among the table. And the escargot was presented so nicely. There was like a half head of garlic and a mini baguette that was so cute. And then for my main course, I had lobster and I had a cheese plate for dessert. So they were all really good, but the presentation of the escargot really stuck out to me. Um, and then another note on presentation, we had two guests at our table who ordered fish and the fish entrees were brought out on the plate and, and deboned table side. And like, they were just able to do it so delicately and perfectly like the waitresses and everyone at our table was pretty like stunned by the process because it was just really cool to see them do that. Um, and it was just a nice little touch. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I did have a cheese plate for dessert, but that wasn't all that we had. We also had a special dessert brought out to our table, which I think is brought out a lot because I've seen it on people's Instagrams. Um, but it was like strawberries, chocolate covered strawberries. And then there was cotton candy at the bottom, which was awesome. And then, you know, after dinner, we kind of went out and just drunk champagne on our balcony, as I said. (laughs) And, um, then we had our final nightcap on the Lido deck at the same pool that Natalie and I had gone to earlier in the day. Um, I will note though, that it's a really nice place to hang out, but it also is like the smoking section of the ship. So, um that might be bothersome to some people. But, you know, we just sat outside and told stories and just listened to the ocean. So that was day two, which was great. 
Um, I kind of found my groove on day two, I think. And then I think the best day of the trip was the sea day, which is where we're going to talk about now. So on the sea day, we just really had the best day. Natalie and I had big plans for the day. We went through our schedule and we kind of marked things on the calendar. There was a lot to do. Um, Neustadt and Dam does have America's Test Kitchen, which we unfortunately did not experience, but I heard that it was really great. Um, they were going to do it in the venue that Club Orange is, but they decided that they were going to do it on the big stage instead um, so that they could accommodate more people. So they do do that on the main stage where the productions are held. Um, but before any of our plans for the day started, Natalie and I went to, we needed to have breakfast. And I said went to, we did not go to breakfast. We ordered room service. Another complimentary perk with Club Orange is the ability to order room service from a set menu. So we ordered a few things and just kind of sat on the balcony and ate them. I think I got oatmeal it was good. Um, it wasn't, I think that really the, the experience of eating in the room was nice and that we probably could have gotten more of an assortment and maybe, you know, I don't, I wouldn't want to say better because the oatmeal was good, but it was oatmeal. So I think that like if we had chosen to go somewhere else, it may have been something more spectacular, but just the fact that like we could have breakfast on our large balcony was spectacular enough for me. Um, so after breakfast, we went to Billboard, which was one of the music venues that I don't think I've talked about yet. Uh, We'll get there in a little while, but, um, there was trivia there. And so I think that the trivia was geared slightly to a more mature audience. Um, as I said, like there weren't that many things geared to people my age or younger. I'm 23. Um, so as long as you can hang with the adults, it's fine. Um, but I think that the cruise would be really well, well suited for people, you know, like 50 and up, maybe in their forties, depending on, you know, how, what you like to do. Um, but we had fun at trivia and we managed to get a couple of questions, right. But the real fun was in spending time with the other guests and the hosts of trivia were so great. And the staff was so, so great and so lively, um, and you know, everyone just had a really good time. So that was fun. And then, okay. So I knew I said I would get to the Lido market. So Natalie and I ate lunch in the Lido market. And honestly, like I am not ever a fan of the Lido market type or whatever, the cafe type buffet setups, but the food was so good. Like I just got a salad, but I was so happy with it. Like it was a salad station where you kind of, there was a spread and you placed your order and then someone like made it for you and tossed the salad. And I got a salad with beets, goat cheese, black beans, corn. And it was, it was just really good. There was a good selection of toppings and it just felt like a very healthy and good option um, to be able to grab like on your way to the pool or something. And then there was also an Asian inspired station. And so Natalie got like a noodle dish, which she said was really good. Um, I'm actually sad that I only got to go to the Lido market once because that salad was so good. I feel like if I were on a full sailing, 
I would have probably tried to go there every day to get a salad just to like kind of break up the horrible eating that I would be doing on the rest of the trip. Because uh, as we know, it's easy to eat poorly on cruises. And that being said, they had this soft serve ice cream at the Lido market, which they always have on cruises. But for some reason, like this one was just so good. And they had mini cones. So you could feel like you were indulging a little bit, but you know, not too much. Um, and then throughout the day, Natalie and I kind of just hung around the ship, took pictures, but there were plenty of activities ranging in classes from like classes for computers, cybersecurity, things like that, um, to cooking demonstrations, as I mentioned with America's Test Kitchen. And then active travelers could take part in sports ranging from pickleball to basketball and yeah, different activities like that. Um, for dinner, we dined at Tamarind, which is an Asian-style restaurant aboard um, New Staten Dam. And it's next to a sushi restaurant, but they are two separate restaurants. Um, Tamarind itself does not offer sushi on the menu. And for dinner, I had lime scallops and then the best steak ever. <laughs> Maybe not ever, but it was so good. It was a wasabi-crusted steak. And like the flavor of it was just so different to anything that I had ever had before. And it was just a really nice cut of meat, really well cooked, um, perfect internal temperature, you know, just everything on it. Good sear on the steak. It was, it was probably my favorite meal, like not full meal, but like my favorite part of a meal on the entire ship. I just like, I really liked that steak. It was so good that I forgot to get a picture of it. Because I would just like started eating immediately and it was so, so good. Um, yeah. And then the, the superstar of the dinner, though, like presentation wise, was definitely this gigantic fortune cookie, which was just so pretty. It was probably the size of both of my hands put together. Um, like next to each other. It was huge. And it was just it was so good. Like I only took a few bites of it because I was so stuffed from the steak. But we talked about it at our table for like 15 minutes. So if you do have the option to dive to dine at Tamarind, I think that that fortune cookie should be something that at least one person at the table orders because trust me, you can share it. <laughs> Um, we spent the rest of the night like we did at all the others dancing the night away. Like we just had the best time dancing and Natalie and I broke off into a smaller group than our dinner group. Um, and we just went to the Rolling Stone rock room and just chilled and listened to music and danced. And then we had a lot of guests on the ship who wanted to dance with us as well, which was fun. You know, we got to know people that way. And then we went over to Billboard, which I said I would mention it's a piano bar, but they feature two pianos. So you have both pianists playing at the same time. Um, but they do covers of songs. There was like a 60s night, a 70s theme, an 80s theme. They did requests. So there were a lot of different um, types of music that they did, but all in the same style, which was like a piano cover. Um, 
And it was really sweet. There was a couple there who was celebrating their anniversary. And I guess a few days earlier, probably before we got on, they had asked the pianist to learn a song. And the guy actually called them up on stage. He, he noticed them in the crowd and called them up and, and told them that he had learned the song and then was able to play that for them so they could dance, which was just really like a special touch. Um, after that, we went to B.B. King and it was just a great time. Um, so, yeah, I mean, most nights we just ended up going to the the clubs or the music venues and just kind of dancing and hanging out, just having a great time. Um, and then we get to the last day on board, which we went to Half Moon Key, which is Holland America Line's private island. Um, and that was a great experience. I really like Half Moon Key. I think that it's definitely um, one of the nicer places to go in the Bahamas just because it's very it's not very busy. Now that day we did have two ships there. So the beach was busy, but it didn't feel like it wasn't a hassle to get on and off the ship. Um, we tendered, which was nice into, into the island. Um, but I don't know. I just had a great time. We did a bike tour that day. That's the only day that we chose to do an excursion. And I will say that the bike tour was pretty gently paced. I would have liked it to be a little bit quicker, but it was a nice ride and it was long. And um, I just, I had a great time on that ride. And we got to see some of the other excursions as well. There was like a jet ski excursion that looked really fun. Um, we saw people swimming with stingrays, which was really cool. And uh, we got to see a lot of wildlife. And, and then we also got a lot of history of the island, which was really neat. Uh, and then we ended up just going to the beach and hanging out with our friends. Um, and the beach was really nice. It was a nice place to like sit and have a cocktail under. They got clamshells, which were really nice. They're able to be rented um, pretty easily. And then after that, we, we got on the last tender because I think we had to leave the island around like two o'clock or something pretty early. Um, and so we got to the, we got back to the ship and we ate lunch by the Lido pool again um, at Dive In, which is the burger place. And just kind of sat there with our friends, had a good time. The weather was beautiful. So it was just really nice to be able to sit out that day. And we just kind of enjoyed the weather as we sailed out of Half Moon Key. And then uh, before we knew it, it was time for dinner. So our last dinner was at Canaletto, which is an Italian restaurant in a very weird location. It's actually inside of the Lido market. So at first I was like kind of skeptical about the ambiance because it was inside the Lido market. But... Then we started dining and it did not impact the dining experience at all. I totally felt like it was like set aside, kind of tucked away. Um, and the dinner was great. I think that the service at this restaurant, like Rudy's, was they were both kind of top notch. Like everyone was super helpful, um, again, in helping us decide. And I just had a great dining experience there. <sighs> Uh, the chef sent out bruschetta for us 
to start our meal. And then I ate a veal meatball for my appetizer. And then I had like beef with an assortment of vegetables for my main course. And then an almond lemon tart for dessert, which was awesome. The food was good as it was everywhere on the ship. But I think that the service stood out the most. You know, our chef even came out and greeted us and we were able to thank him, which was really, really a a nice touch. Um, So Canaletto and and Rudy's, I think, were my two favorite restaurants, although Tamarind was great as well. Um, And then after dinner, we went to BB King's again. Like, that is all that we did every night because it was just so fun. So we had to go to bed kind of early because we did have to get off the ship pretty early just because we boarded early. I mean, because we boarded in the middle of the trip. Um, We were required to get off at 7 a.m. Unlike the other guests who I think got a little bit more time. Um, But I remember turning to Natalie at the end of the trip and just saying, Nat, what has been the highlight of your trip? Her response, I think everything. And I just couldn't have agreed more. Like, I, I know that I had a few criticisms at first, but I really think that it was such a good experience. And I just really, really enjoyed that my time aboard so much. And I still think about going to BB Kings and, you know, just some of the people that I met. And it was a great experience. Um, I, I really, really enjoyed it. And I would highly recommend it. The only thing I don't know that I would recommend it for like a family or for for someone my age. But that being said, like Natalie and I are both in our early 20s and had a great time. So I think that more than anything, it kind of just depends on your interests. Like, if you're willing to sit and listen to music and have kind of like calm nights, then that's great. But if you want to do something a little bit more wild, like rave throughout the night, you know, this is probably not the ship for you. So anyway, that's kind of it. But I will link all of my voyage reports down below. Um, Not that you haven't gotten a pretty clear insight into them. But um, yeah. so much for joining me on avid travel with Britain frost i hope that you all have a great week and i will see you next time bye